Okay. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> well, I was st- I was in the mood to still be singing Queen, so I had to um Rain it in. harness my impulses yeah. for a moment, and then that's Got just it. what came out and said was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, right before the podcast, we uh, Jacqueline and I had the glee of sharing with Claire. She hadn't seen it yet. The a horrendous video of Prime Minister of Canada Justin Trudeau singing Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody in London just two days before Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Uh, in bad taste? No, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's not would taste. say, but we do not. We support. Mm-hmm. That's just, oh, it's just funny. I'm sorry. It is. It's just like, it is funny. It's just like, wait, what? Why? Wait. What are the circumstances? Did he request this song? It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, you are the leader of a, a nation and you are doing karaoke the night before the most like famous person in the world's funeral. <laughs> With the yeah, same right? as the name of the band. I think that's a gorgeous coincidence. I mean, honestly, we all we all grieve differently. We exactly we all, we all grieve differently. No one no one can know how they would react exactly until it right. happens to them. You know, I always try to like, because like leaders of other countries, I feel like we kind of don't know how to view them or think about them, but I'm just like, it's the equivalent of imagine if a video of Joe Biden came out in London two nights before standing against a piano at a hotel bar, which is what happened with Trudeau. We'd be like, Joe, what are you doing? Seriously, it would be wild, but I like it better that it is Justin Trudeau the hottie yeah. it's just something just something great about it you know and yeah leaning against a, a piano possibly with like a glass of like brandy he's swishing around um, oh he's like oh, sherry anyone <laughs> anyone cooking wine anybody want cooking a glass wine. Of wine? love um, a good cooking wine anyway um, and his team has responded because people were criticizing being like dude you're in london for the funeral it's the official morning period and you're at a bar in a hotel singing his team has come out and defended it i'm trying to see what they said they said and you know what i would imagine that the queen would be proud of him okay a spokesperson for the prime minister said after dinner on saturday the prime minister joined a small gathering with members of the canadian delegation who have come together to pay tribute to the life and service of her majesty adding that trudeau had taken part in various activities to pay tribute to Elizabeth II while in London. So this was huh. part this was part of planned activities? I, I'm wondering. It says the spokesperson said Charles, who was this pianist that was with them. They had a number of songs on the piano. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, there was an acclaimed Canadian pianist as part of the Canadian delegation. So he was part of the crew? Yes. <laughs> the How do you have traveling with a pianist to do karaoke? On it, well, you just never know when the tribute is going to be needed. And, ju- and a, a karaoke, a, a pianist, by the way, who goes simply by the name Charles. No last <laughs> name, just Charles. That's just me. Uh, his name is, pardon me, Gregory Charles. This was second oh. reference in the article. Oh. I wish oh. Charles, which one honestly Charles. Also, be a, also be a tribute to King Charles. King, yes. Wow, two first names. That's crazy. So it says the spokesperson says Charles, a recipient of the Order of Canada, whatever, played a number of songs on the piano, quote, which resulted in some members of the delegation, including the prime minister, joining. I love that sentence. It makes it seem as if, and what else did you expect? <laughs> He, he was playing the piano. He was playing they the piano. They had no choice but to join in. Um, Charles, when asked about it by the Globe and Mail newspaper, said, everyone sang with me for two hours. That was the feeling. That was a lot of fun. 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're <laughs> making worse. Two hours? Oh. We were having fun? <laughs> Sir. Anyway, you know, again, we all grieve differently. Justin, exactly. you're hot. You know, I, I, grief uh, makes people do crazy things. Crazy. And you know what? That makes me think of my favorite song. <laughs> I'm just a poor boy. Nobody <laughs> loves me. <laughs> that song is one of the greatest masterpieces, but also most chaotic, like what, eight minutes of songwriting in the world? I mean, it's psycho, but it's a psychotic song. It is. Dude, I mean, I, and no hate. Like, I. I love like Bohemian Rhapsody. Love it. Like the film that came out. I finally watched it like a year after it came out. I was obsessed and only listened to Queen for like a month after that. All respect. But that song alone, it's like, and then in the movie, they talked about how it was not well received because everybody was like, what is this song? Like it's iconic now, but if you really just listen to it on a first pass, you're like, what? You're like, what is what happening? Have, what have we been through? It's the Galileo part alone. Yeah. <laughs> I first learned it from watching Wayne's World as a child. That's where I mm-hmm. remember first hearing it. And it was just like, and I mean, That's I was hilarious. obsessed. I was like, yeah. this is an incredible masterpiece that should be honored for generations. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, my grade school went through a time period where like all of the boys in my class were obsessed with um, that movie. And so they were constantly quoting it. And that, and they were always singing that song, like in every little school dance, that song would play and everyone and all the girls would be like, oh, like they just discovered it. I love that. It's yeah, it could always come on elementary kids. school kids. It's yeah. It's a perfect song for kids. Cause it, it speaks to the chaotic nature of children. Like, cause we all know children are little psychopaths. Yeah. And so exactly. for a song, it perfectly speaks to their soul. It's like, mm-hmm. Today, this morning, I was listening to a radio show that I like, and they were talking about children walking, like babies, like when they're first walking. And they said, it's like watching a drunk person on heroin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's oh, yeah. quite a combo. But it is. Oh, like, yeah. They'll go forward and backward fast. And like their, their speed changes without rhyme or reason. Yeah, no warning. All, you know, and, and a lot oh. of slobber. A lot of slobber <laughs> slinging around. <laughs> One of my best friends, her daughter um, is about to turn one and she's like getting, she is um, trying to pull herself up to stand and she's starting to like kind of crawl, but not totally. Um, her The favorite thing that gets her to crawl is um, dog food in a dog bowl. So, all right. <laughs> oh, you got to get your grains in. You got to you know, get, your- get your chicken and rice, you know, you just, Why not? oh man. <clears throat> She's not getting to the A block, by the way. Oh, yes. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Chaotic. It's not just Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not chaos. It's not just for Justin Trudeau. No, this is, we're here for you. That's right. It's Um, Haley, Claire, and Jacqueline, and we are hanging out, and we are excited to be back. Our schedule, speaking of chaos, has been a little crazy lately. We've all had crazy schedules, and then it's been hard to align them to record new episodes. We are back this week, and we are excited, and we got a lot of material to talk about. Yeah, we found it out, so. Yes. How is everyone? Let's have a little catch-up. Claire, what's going on with you? How's life in Texas? Is it 200 degrees? Mm. Well, you know, things have cooled off for a little bit, but we're back up to 100 degrees. Oh, good. I know. Love that. A real bummer, honestly, because that's when you notice how hot it really is. Like you get the little, 
you, you let your guard down, you, you're oh, yeah. no longer mentally prepared. And then you come into the office on a Tuesday morning, like today at sweating from head to toe, because you forgot, you forgot what the heat was like, mm-hmm. and um, things are good. Uh, very busy work is incredibly busy. I work for an elected official. We're in the middle of election uh, campaign season. So it's just, oh, yeah. um, just a lot going on. Um, and it's been good. I felt very productive at work, which is very gratifying for me. So I enjoy that when I feel like I'm actually getting stuff done. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. But other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, my good friend, James, uh, who's been discussed on this podcast. He was in town Yay! for a wedding. And so I got to have dinner with him one night last week. And so that was a special treat. And for a moment, it felt like I had a social life and like a, a good friend who lived here. And that was Aww. a really special time only for it to end so quickly. Um, but I did a lot of stuff with my mom this last weekend. We went to a Michael Buble concert. Oh my God. Yeah, she had gotten tickets for Mother's Day. So she and I went. And then on Friday, we went to the Dallas Museum of Art uh, to see their latest exhibit, which was um, Cartier. It was a Cartier exhibit The in the age of what? What? Oh, Nick Cartier? I was like Saudi Arabia is that is that I was like why is she smiling and I was like I'm sorry what's the joke I can I I I will let the the listeners in on a little yeah okay so Haley had a bachelorette trip yeah (laughs) Charleston wait I cannot believe we're gonna tell you're gonna Uh, I will (laughs) listen we can tell whatever I am I and I was, I was the only single gal on the trip and I found out how easy it is to get a boy to kiss you. Cause you literally yes. just have to ask, do you want to kiss? Um, <laughs> and in they will in fact say yes. Yes. <laughs> kind of like 100% of the time. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. anyway, uh, a gentleman by the name of Nick Cartier, oh. was, a gentleman oh. that I met on the street in Charleston, South Carolina. And there is video of us locking lips only after these two psychos and all the others with us were screaming for us to kiss. If I yeah, it, correctly, I feel like Haley and I started, but we're the ones that started screaming, kiss! Anyway. Mom mentality is a scary thing. Mom it is mentality. a scary thing. <laughs> makes you do, again, makes you do crazy okay, now, things. Here's the thing. Like, the guy had such an iconic name. I don't remember the names of anyone else we met on that trip, no. but he had such an iconic name. I now only think about him when the name Cartier or word Cartier comes up. I can only think of this man. Nick Cartier. So, for right? the rest of my life. I remember we learned his name and we're like, Cartier Jewelry. What's and I name? asked him, I said, are you related What's to the match? Cartier family? And he told me, distantly and I was like that's close enough <laughs> yeah you're like perfect want to kiss my friends are hollering at me to do so <laughs> meanwhile we're in the back yes! <laughs> anyway Shut sorry up. Claire I didn't it wasn't my story so I didn't want to tell you but it's all I could do was as soon as you said Cartier I was like oh Jesus Cristo <laughs> it's okay it's quite all right um that was not uh at all 
relevant for what we saw at the exhibit. We just saw lots of oh, jewels, <laughs> no kissing. Uh, okay. There were some men there and I did not ask them to kiss, but if I did, they probably would have. Um, oh yeah. I was just like, all right, down with the kissing. Yeah. So that's basically it. Not a whole lot going on. Just uh, I snoozed the dating apps. So that's not happening. And okay. I haven't made it. Oh, well, I'll talk about that in my self-care a little bit. So that's pretty much it for now. You know, just living life. It's freaking cool. mid, mid to late September. So that's crazy. I, yeah, truly cannot wrap my head around it. It's so insane. What's new with you? Let's see. So today I'm doing good. Just, I went on vacation a few weeks ago with my family to the beach in South Carolina. We always go to Polly's Island, South Carolina. If you've never been highly recommend, it's one of those little barrier islands. So it's like, you know, really close to the coast. It's awesome. Love it. So went there and that was so nice. It was so hard getting, I've always found the week after vacation, you know, some people are like, when you go back to work, some people are like, oh, I'm so relaxed and rejuvenated. Not me. The week after vacation is always hell for me. Yeah. Like getting it back. It's always tough. Like I'm always like, I get major vacation hangover. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that I'm just like back to having to, yeah, it just feels very bleak. And then also on this, you know, since I did the show now, this is my sleep schedule was all messed up. And last week was just very difficult. So this week I've been like, all right, last week. And then this past weekend, I finally rested from vacation and that work week. So I slept a lot this past weekend, which was good this week. I've been committed to getting back in the swing of things. Um, my news though, today I went to, I got LASIK like five years ago and everything's been great with it, but they told me I might need like a touch up here or there, or just to still get an annual eye appointment. So I went for my annual eye appointment today. Everything's still great. I'm still technically 2020, but I have astigmatism. Mm. They said my astigmatism, I have astigmatism. Keep me in your prayers. So they said today I could get um, they wrote me a prescription for glasses. If I want them again, they're just, it's like the tiniest little baby prescription, but it's just to help me drive at night, which I do now in the morning because I go to work. She was like, your vision is still 2020, but your astigmatism can make stuff blurry at night. If you want a little prescription, we'll give it to you. She's like, do you drive at night? And I was like, not really. And then I was like, Oh, Actually, well, yeah. Night, I was like, if night Some might night. call it night, but I call it day. I would call it 4 a.m. night. Now I call it morning. Um, so anyway, and it was so funny. I was kind of like, oh, but then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm about to get some cute new glasses. I, mean, I got LASIK in 2015. And that's one thing I missed after getting LASIK, which was the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Highly recommend it if you're considering it. But, you know, it's just so nice if you're a candidate, but I'm kind of excited. Like literally I will only wear them like driving at night. Um, but I was like, Ooh, I'm going to get a cute new pair of glasses. So I'm actually kind of excited. So I'm going to get on maybe tonight afterwards and look on like Warby Parker or Zinni because I'm not following. I love my eye doctor's office, but uh, mm-hmm. gone are the days of like, $100 pair of glasses at the eye doctor. Hell to we're the smarter now. than that now. Yeah, yeah. honey, we were Especially gone. if you're only going to wear them like very rarely. Exactly. Know? I don't need them all day. Like my vision's fine. It's just like at night and stuff. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not. So there's too many. Di- my mom swears by Zinni, which is the eye. Yeah. I've known people who've gotten glasses from there. Yeah. yeah. My mom swears by that. I, and then my last glass, my last pair of glasses I got before I got um LASIK I had Warby Parker and I loved those but yeah see Warby Parker I've heard good stuff so I'm actually yeah. I was kind of annoyed and like 
but I got LASIK. I don't need this. And she was like, this is just, she said, no offense. If you hadn't gotten LASIK, you like you probably still would have had them. Yeah. She said, she was like, it's just aging. And I was did like, you I like her out? I did. I, I, like, punched her in the stomach. I punched her in the stomach and I said, how dare you? Um, and she did apologize. Yeah, I did. I, oh, I said man. it. I said it. Thank you. I as said you it should. to her and as I walked over her and stepped over <laughs> her body. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. No. So then I was like, <clears throat> I was like, okay. Um, so it's not, not that big of a deal, but yeah, now I'm excited to get new glasses. Cause if there's anything I like to do, it's spend money. So I'm gonna get <laughs> um anyways that's what's going on with me Jacqueline what's up with you how's work how's life how's everything um it's going good I feel like I am this week I feel like I am not fully adjusting and I'm just like kind of really getting into a swing of things getting into a routine of just like when I want to wake up and all that stuff I know I was I think last week not last week, but the week before I was just debating whether I wanted to work out before work or after work or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten my full schedule down. Um, Oh, good. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. And, um, this past weekend, my, I just kind of honestly like relaxed and hung out. Um, my boyfriend's family was in town, so I like spent some time with them, but for the most part, it was just like very chill. Um, I don't know. So that was nice, but honestly, yeah. there's nothing else really new. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just been like trying to figure out this work situation. Also, I was realizing this, um, that this is like my first job at, at I mean, at least post-college really that's not in news or tv entirely so like not only am I like just figuring out this new position but I'm also just trying to learn this industry oh yeah (laughs) so so they have like meetings and stuff and sometimes I'm sitting there and I feel like I'm that that um that diff where like the girls like doing math in the air sometimes oh yeah me where I'm like what the hell is going on and the the um or that's other, like my audio that's like, uh, this isn't a media. I'm a beginner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, no, no. And the other, and the other marketing girl, um, her name's Kelly. She like kind of like she works under me, but like, we also like work together. So, but she she's the same way where she doesn't really know totally what's going on in the industry. So they like they use all this all the jargon, all the lingo, and we're both like, what does that mean? And then we're like we're texting both. each other on the side, like like different like articles that like define like what it means <laughs> oh that's hilarious I it's love that screenshots of the dictionary like yeah it's like it's, very, like it's literally like what does MLS mean like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and then one of you doesn't realize you did a typo and you just typed in MLB and you try to throw out information you're Baseball. like yeah you're like quick little insert here I'd like to share my thoughts <laughs> I understand on that, Jacqueline. That is my everyday life still. So be prepared to not know the language months down the line because. Oh yeah. I'm prepared to literally not know what's going on for like a minimum a year. Someone, (laughs) someone finally at my job recognized that about you, my situation. And they're like, it is kind of crazy that you're expected to know like 
this institutional knowledge that we all went to school for, for like years. Mm-hmm. And you just like walked through the door one day and are trying to speak that language. And I was like, correct. It is crazy. Like, thank you. Also, um, you're kind of discrediting the law degree. Yeah. You're like, who needs this? Well, I, today I kind of got in trouble for doing just that. So I'm trying to, because there's a, a prosecutor in our office. I mean, it, we, we were joking, but I was like, oh, I was just frustrated by something that's going on. And I was like, just honestly, let me pick the jury. I will do it. And he was like, oh yeah, because what we do is so unsophisticated. And I was like, okay, everyone just relax for five seconds. All I'm saying is I would prefer this person not to do it because that's messing with my schedule. I'd walk down there and yeah, do it you're like 10 minutes. making a joke, trout. Shut up. But no, I, it is a specialized kind of knowledge, but you know what? Us uh, XTV folk can, can hang for a little bit too sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. And if there's anything TV people know how to do, it's fake that you're an expert on a variety of topics for a short amount of time. And that's so, exactly what I do. <laughs> exactly. Y'all are both just playing the long game now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, all right. Our first topic today, guys, is the thing we're all talking about and all texting about, and that includes you at home right now. Adam Levine, honey child, what are you doing? Oh, oh, oh. Lord, have mercy. So it's funny, yesterday I was at the, I went to my workout class and we were, class is over, we were over like in a little cubby area, like getting our shoes on or whatever. And I know a couple girls at this class and I was talking to one of them about something completely different about a person she knows. Yeah. And this other girl that I know walks up, she goes, oh my God, are you guys talking about Adam Levine? And we were, we were not, and neither of us had heard anything yet. And we were like, what? And so she filled us in. And then last night when I got home, as soon as I opened TikTok, I was caught up. Oh yeah. Adam Levine, you dirty dog. I do always feel like he's given me scumbag vibes. Yeah. yeah. But never totally come to light. And honestly, I'm kind of glad it has now. Yeah. I'm just, it's like, I'm not totally shocked, but I'm shocked at the messiness of it. At the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <gasps> I mean, like, let's what? not, he's not the first what? major rock star to cheat on their wives. Like, let's, no. okay. That's part of their, that's like part of the brand. Um, yeah. it's not okay. But it, it is what it is. Like we all accept this fact, but just the, oh gosh. Okay. So let's cut, let's catch everybody in case you missed it. Basically a girl came on TikTok yesterday, an Instagram model, very beautiful girl. She came on Instagram or on TikTok yesterday and posted this video and said, basically the only reason she was sharing this information is because someone she knows, an acquaintance or friend was trying to sell it to the tabloids. So she was trying to get ahead of it. Um, She says, and it cracked me up in the video. She says, so basically I was having an affair for over a year with someone who was married to a Victoria's Secret model. So she basically acts like she's not going to say who it is. Then two seconds later, she's like, it's Adam (laughs) Levine. Wait, what? I know. I was like, okay. the The whole vibe in the video, she's acting like this affair happened 10 years ago. Well, but then if you look here, yeah. So she basically says, so she then, she says, I was dating, I had an affair with this guy for over a year who was married to, or is married to a Victoria's Secret model. Um, Then she like straight up shows screenshots. And then she kind of disses Maroon 5. It's like Maroon 5 is elevator music at this point. But anyway, I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. And I'm like, what? Anyway, so then she says, Adam Levine, share screenshots of these pretty flirtatious messages on Instagram. Um, 
And it looked to be like the maybe initial start of this conversation because he's telling her how hot she is and she's saying the same and it's so cringeworthy anyway. Yeah, it's just so like, you know, like okay, great. And then she says she ended things because she, uh, what she's saying is she says she was manipulated and that he took advantage of her and that he had told her he and Bahati were either separated or getting divorced, but they hadn't made it official yet because of publicity. Well, then I guess she's saying when she found this out, she ended things with him. Well, then, so that already is messy and like, oh gosh. Well, then, oh, it gets crazy. She says, well, things were done, but then he slid back into my DMs and shares a screenshot of a message he sent her on Instagram from June 1st of this year. And he says, hey, I'm about to have another baby. If it's a boy, I want to name it Sumner, which is this girl's name and says, (laughs) <laughs> which is now how I will end every text from now on. It's the, are you cool with that? All caps, dead serious. <laughs> like, sir, 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 you're a rock star, but sir. you're a nerd. Like what a sir. nerd you are. Gross. Such a nerd. Also oh, like, oh. no, no. no. So guys, you know what? I, I have something to say about here. here. He's I been having affairs. Wait, say it again. Sorry. I bet, I bet Adam Levine's texts, they're green. Oh, for sure. He's such a green texter. He gives off that vibe. Yeah. That's an interesting thing for you to say, Jacqueline. I know. My boyfriend is a, is a green texter and he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he is suspect. Okay. He is so sus. All right. Red flags up. Uh, Red flags up. But yeah, so basically Adam Levine is being accused by this girl of having an over year long affair and then accused of wanting to name Bahati's, his wife, Bahati Prince Lou's baby as she is currently pregnant, everyone. She is currently pregnant and just announced a few weeks ago that they're about to have their third baby. That if it's a boy, he wants to name his new child with his wife after his mistress. Like what in the world? How much attention do you need, Adam? And why, okay, Honestly, I mean, there's so many layers of wrong, stupid, dumb, no. But like, why did you put it in writing? Yeah, what an idiot. Why did you put that in writing? I mean, it's one thing to have like flirtatious texts, but that? Think, just think. I learned that in middle school. My English told me if you don't want anyone to see it, don't put it in writing. Doesn't matter how many pieces you tear it into or how many times you delete the message, it will be found. Also, mm-hmm. why is he in he and so many other celebrities have done this? Why are they DMing on fucking Instagram? I mean, I, like, don't, know. Out, I don't understand. Like, it's so directly. I weird. wonder if they think it's like safer than giving someone your phone number. Yeah. When you can blame it on it, it being a fan. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's just like every time we see the Instagram, I'm like, oh, why? It's just so much harder to dispel, I feel like. Yeah, it's just in bad for it's just oh, it's just bad all around. But yeah, the it would be bad anyway that someone is accusing him, but when it, the tide turned was the screenshots and the baby name where it was like, oh, like, oh gross. I was like, I'm not even <laughs> mad at him. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, what? I know. I'm just like like you're just what a nerd you're just a loser yeah, yeah just a loser and poor Bahati like she is full pregnant okay so then right before we started recording so 
Jacqueline, you said Adam had he and his team or whatever have released a statement now, finally in response. Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to find because that was the big thing, like today, because this came out yesterday, yesterday afternoon, and it's been swirling online since then. And everybody today was like, "When is he going to say something or Bahati or whatever?" Yes. Okay. So apparently, he posted a statement on Instagram, and it says, "I oh really? He loves Instagram. Perfect." Loves it. So he says, I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period of my life. Um, and then he's, then he added in certain instances, it became inappropriate and he has addressed that with his family and has taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family is what he says. Then he says, my wife and my family is all I care about in this world and that he is going to get through it with her. Ooh, yeah. Is he, it's on what does, but like, how does she feel? <laughs> is she going to get through it? With that's him? who I want to hear. I'm like, yeah, I'm like body honey, like poor thing. Like that's who, so a lot of commenters, because I guess Sumner, the girl, the Instagram model that posted this, who's claiming the affair, she posted a follow-up video and said that in no way does she feel like she's a victim. Like she, yes, feels manipulated and says that he said he was separated or getting divorced or whatever. But she is like, I'm not a victim. Because people are like, please don't try to make us feel sorry for you. A lot of the commenters, like you participated in this fair. And she's like, yes, I did. It was bad judgment. But she said, and like, said in her thing like I you know I'm sorry to Bahati and the children and that's who I just like imagine their day today imagine Bahati's day yesterday and today finding this information like did she know about that yeah did she know about this did he try to give her a heads up what was the okay wait okay wait so also so I was reading that statement from an article from page six Um, And and the rest of the article says, um, although Sumner said she hasn't spoken to Levine in quote unquote months, he allegedly reached out to her in June. That's when he said the message. And then it says that this isn't the only woman that has come forward with receipts. Mm. And then um, I do not doubt it. Model Allison Rosef and comedian um, Marika made their own TikTok videos on Tuesday and alleged screenshots from their conversations with Levine. In a now deleted video, Rosef showed one of the messages Levine allegedly sent her that read, quote, I shouldn't be talking to you. You know that, right? And then did like a weird, that emoji that's making that weird face that blows smoke out of the oh, mouth. God. Um, Rosa claimed to have quote unquote, a lot more messages from the Grammy winning singer, but didn't feel comfortable posting the posting everything due to their inappropriate context before getting involved with the singer, Mary, Marika, I think that's her name is spelled so weird. So I don't know if I'm saying that right. So I apologize if I'm not, um, it's no Sumner. Yeah. It's It's her name, your baby after, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just not good enough. Um, but apparently that comedian um, allegedly posted or allegedly asked Levine about his marriage to um, Prinsloo yeah. after he <laughs> sent a flirty message and she said, dude, aren't you married? And then he said, yes, but it's a bit complicated. Stuff gets hard and the vid thing didn't help. I might get away. 
Yeah, I bet it's complicated because you're constantly cheating on her and she feels yeah. psychotic because she knows it. And then the most interesting thing is that in the beginning of this article, yeah. they referenced an interview yeah. that Adam Levine did, did with Cosmopolitan in 2009. Um, and they say that he admitted to cheating on her in 2009. What? He says, he says, instinctively, monogamy is not in our domestic in our genetic makeup people cheat i have cheated and you know what there's nothing worse than the feeling of doing it apparently not and that was um in a cosmopolitan interview in 2009 and that's an article by page six i'm just gonna say i've never felt okay with the um like uh like the momification of Adam Levine, like moms everywhere love Adam Levine because he's on the voice and everyone's like, Oh, he's hot. He's this, he got voted the sexiest man alive. He's not that attractive. I don't think the music is good. He's not funny. And now we find out he's a scumbag, like enough. We don't need him. He's gross. His little body. No, I don't like it. His whole, (laughs) his whole bit on the voice is like, being it's like doing a trope with Blake Shelton it's like okay well Blake Shelton's better than you so like bye yeah Blake Shelton's (laughs) fine go do your proactive commercials and cheat on your wife because that's apparently what you're good at I forgot about the proactive commercials yes another scam another scam anyway uh let us know y'all saw it (laughs) baby names uh just let us know what y'all think what's your favorite baby name what's the craziest way you came up with your baby's name (laughs) just in honor of this who knows um i told i showed uh, because of course i was talking about it to anyone who would listen today at work and of course one of my employees bridget she came immediately was like did you hear about adam levine and i was like hell yes and we did a deep dive then one of the reporters this morning annie she overheard me talking about it and she was like oh yes so then i have to tell all the boys in the office well one of our employees seth he didn't know who bahati prinsley was so i show him the picture and he just goes oh my what yeah bahati he goes i'm about to slide into her dms with just some horrible puns and just be like hey bahati with the body and i was like yeah sure yeah no one's ever said it she'll cling to you because she'll be like you know what adam doesn't respect me i'm gonna date seth a 26 year old man from kentucky (laughs) it just goes to show it does not matter what you look like a man a scumbag's gonna be a scumbag yes the scumbag scum yeah anyway okay Wowzers. All right. Um, the other big news. Oh my gosh. True crime podcasters unite. Adnan Syed released from prison. And it, it is crazy. I, I listened to that. I listened to the new episode on my commute home from work today. Oh okay, my I, God. I, I do it yet, but that. I don't care. I obviously already know what happened, but so go ahead and like, cause I, I have it on my queue to listen to. I just didn't have time to listen to yeah, it tonight. Okay. So, okay. So it's it. short, right? Yeah, it's like 17 minutes. Yeah. Okay. But still. Um, So, yeah. So, if anybody out there, which millions of us did, listen to the very first season of Serial, which was like the gateway podcast for so many of us. um, Oh, yeah. It was about crime. It was like the investigation um, into basically like the conviction of Adnan Syed. Um, He was um, convicted of murdering his previous girlfriend Heyman Lee and this is up near Baltimore or in Baltimore um Mm -hmm. and like 
through the podcast. Like if you've never listened, which I met someone the other day who had never listened, I, I suggested it and she started listening to it like probably two weeks ago now. And so I'm, I thought of her today. I'm like, oh my gosh, what an amazing time for her. I know. Yeah, that so, would be thrilling. Yes. Um, and so throughout the podcast, you just really start to see that this and like my takeaway always had been, I don't know for sure if I can say he did it or not, but he definitely shouldn't have been convicted. Like the case was bad and the evidence was shaky. He, he was not represented well. Like it was just, there was a lot of holes you could poke and that's basically what happened. So this prosecutor's office in, in Baltimore or whatever, they, they do like city prosecutors there. So Mm -hmm. like essentially like their Commonwealth's attorney or their district attorney, um, there, they have a division in their office that is like a conviction review team. So like they go through and look at convictions that maybe meet the standard of like need to be evaluated or, or they're just not totally sure. Like, let's just make sure this case was, I don't think she didn't go into it. I don't think they review every case they prosecute, but anyway, this case came through that. And basically that person in the office found out that there were two other very credible suspects that were never presented to the defense. And so that's something called a Brady violation where the prosecution Mm -hmm. knew about these people. They had conversations with them. The police knew about them. There's, and they had motive to kill Heyman Lee. And they had like a criminal history. It was like, these people definitely look more like the type of suspect to do this type of crime than this 17 year old boy who they basically like, it seems like created all the, the, it's like they had um, confirmation bias with Adnan Syed instead of looking at other possibilities. And so Mm -hmm. basically the prosecutor's office was like, yeah, this is a bad case. Yeah. The prosecutors were bad. They, they broke some rules. It looks like, and there was like several different issues. So basically they filed a motion for vacation of the conviction. conviction. Yeah. Um, and the judge granted it. And so he's, he's out, he's on, um, house arrest, but he's out and it's very <laughs> unlikely they will prosecute his case again. So, okay, cause that's my question. Cause what I had read today said, yeah, what is it? They have 30 days to decide if they're going to retry him or bring the case. Okay. So, okay. So they're it's, saying it's, it's pretty probably- unlikely that just because like, there's so much more. And obviously, I mean, if they come up with new evidence and they continue to, I mean, if like new evidence is introduced that like, I think absolutely confirms that he did this, they can try him again, regardless. I'm pretty sure that's because that's, that's not double jeopardy. You have to get new evidence. I think, I think that's, yeah. um, like- but, but, that's then right. but apparently these two suspects I believe are still alive and yeah. they will be interviewed. <gasps> I believe I, I, I'm like, I was like, so raging to get him to record who these are. yeah. Um, I don't know. They, they didn't, I, they didn't say she, Sarah Koenig, the podcast host was in the courtroom when he got released. Um, and so she did this podcast, but she did not name the people. And I don't know, she just summarized what happened. I, so I don't know if those people's names were actually named in what they read in court or, what but I don't know he's out 
and that's out. just crazy. And has been in prison. Since, the crime was in 1999. Correct me if I'm wrong. The trial yeah. was the next year. He's been in prison since 2000. That's yeah. 22 years. He was 17 when this all happened. I mean, and so yeah, his life is, and he didn't say anything when he got released from court. Obviously there were tons of media there and he didn't oh, yeah. speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, just crazy. It's like, crazy. I don't think it would have happened without this podcast. No, I don't think so at all. And it makes you wonder how many, what's scary. It makes yeah. you wonder how many other cases there are out there like this. Well, and they, and Sarah Koenig said, I mean, like talking about the case, but then she said, what this really is, is just an example of all of the things that are wrong with our criminal justice system in America, you know, like police can do a bat can use like shoddy interview tactics. The Mm -hmm. prosecution cannot turn over information to the defense. Now, I mean, like it's against the, it's a violation. You're not supposed to do that, but it happens. And so, I mean, humans are going to be humans about things, but, Mm -hmm. and then, um, just all the ways things can and do go wrong happen to him. He just has like the most perfect case of unfairness if he did not commit this crime. And then they do talk to the Heyman Lee's um, brother was interviewed and mm-hmm. you have to feel for them because as Sarah Koenig yeah. said, this case, her, his sister's case has now been unsolved essentially. Yeah. So you do have to feel for the family because for them, it's like, whether or not they fully believe he did it now, no one is behind bars for it. So her, right. yeah, they're back to square one. A and woman he, was murdered. And- apparently he told the court or the judge that like, he believes in the justice system and he want told the judge to do what's right. And so then the judge said in the interest of justice, I have to vacate this sentence. Um, uh, crazy. So, I know it is crazy. And yeah. She mentioned they recorded that podcast in 2014. Like, doesn't it seem like it was not that long ago? 2014. Like Like, that is crazy. And he didn't think by then, I mean, there was such an uproar, but it still took another eight years before this happened. Well, and she said that too. She goes, that also shows how incredibly hard it is to get your case back in front of a judge after you've been convicted, regardless of anything. It's like, look at what it took. Like literally millions of people. Mm-hmm. I read today it said something like serial and in its initial listen had like something like 360 million downloads. I believe it. It was like, it really was like the gateway to podcasts in general, but certainly true crime podcasts. Oh, definitely. Like yeah, definitely like the, crime podcasts and stuff. Yes. Like, and I thought that was like one of like the very first um, podcasts that people were like consistently listening to and really talking about. It was exactly. the first one I listened to. Yeah. yeah. I listened to it. Actually, I don't think I listened to it till like 2016. Cause I didn't, Claire was first person who ever got me on podcast. And I think that was around 20, I don't remember. 20, I started, I met you in 2015. Yeah. So I want to say it was around that time. So I didn't listen to Serial when it first came out, but I listened to it as soon as really, as I discovered it. And it was just, yeah, it was just so well done. And then, yeah, now looking back, it truly is crazy. It was 2014, but thank God for that, for his sake and Heyman Lee's sake, if he didn't do it, finding the person and really bringing them to justice. If he did do it, hopefully, you know, this leads to, you know, you know, not only could put him behind bars if he did do it, but also corrects issues that keeps innocent people out of prison in our justice system. One more step forward towards that but also just yeah for opening that genre of true crime podcast long form podcasts about 
cases that deserve attention or just not even cases like this, just crazy true crime stories, because where would we be without it? What would I do on my walks? What, what, what would I do? It also shows the importance of, and this is where I will talk a little bit about my office where I work, but the importance of these units within prosecutors offices that review these cases, like my office has a conviction integrity unit that goes through and does the exact same thing. And it's incumbent upon the state and, or the prosecutorial body that has all this power to make sure they're getting it right. And then to come forward and say, we don't think it's right if they did it, or at least to be absolutely sure, because you're taking someone's liberties away and that's a lot of power. And so I just think it's admirable of them to do that. And I hope it's happening in more cases than just his in that jurisdiction, because like we said, that got so much um, attention and it's just now getting action, but there are certainly a lot of people sitting in prison who don't need to be. There are certainly a lot of people who are sitting in prison who do need to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just, I hope we're getting it as right as often as we possibly can. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Cause this is scary. Like the, if you really stop and think about it, guys, if he didn't do it, this is scary. Like this should scare you. That he was in jail. He that it's crazy. That he's it, yeah, wrong, wrongfully convicted. And then that there is a killer among us, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like this yeah. is scary. Yeah. It's just, ooh, so we'll see, I hope, you know? Yeah. It's just interesting. Wow. Yes. All right, what's next, gals? Let's see. Well, um, something that I have seen uh, on the internet, um, people just chit-chatting about, is that um, allegedly- <laughs> Something I've seen people talking about on the internet. On the internet. Well, like, I don't know, it just ran, I don't know, it's kind of all over the place. Like, I couldn't really pinpoint exactly where I first saw it. I think, like, one of the podcasts I listened to had talked about it, but it's, like, a sports podcast, so. Oh, yeah. And oh, we don't have, really know. It's been everywhere now. I don't know where it could. Yeah, like, so anyways. um, So, there's been some talk around Tom Brady and um his wife, Giselle. Um, Buchan. Um, well, so initially people have been talking about Tom Brady because he did not, um, he did not play in the preseason. Yeah. I skipped training mm-hmm. camp. He's a skipped- lot of people think he, a lot of people think it's because he's on the masked singer. <laughs> okay. I saw that and I'm like, so what? So, so there's that. There's I that. hope I honestly, I hope. I know well, that better be kind of lit, but so people are alleging that, but then people also think so he looks different in the face. So then people are like, okay, so he was getting plastic surgery, but then mm-hmm. and then the mass singer thing came up. So now everyone's like, well, which one is it? And then so so everyone was kind of you know talking about that, talking about how like how different he looks whatever weighing in and now you know since he um he obviously retired and has come back and Mm -hmm. um you know there was but when he retired he basically was like I'm going to spend more time with my family blah 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 and then when he came back and joined the Bucks uh Giselle was you know allegedly not thrilled so he so now 
there's there's rumors going around saying that um, the two of them are on very thin ice because he is still playing in the NFL and he was supposed to be retired and just all so like that and they're supposedly living apart and it's kind of I don't know there's just like all these rumors swirling around and then um, I think it was this past weekend or maybe last weekend that Giselle made a post and was like made it like a, so, a post on social media and was like oh like good luck yeah she did cheer him on in his recent game and then she did that interview with Elle magazine like uh, last week and kind of really talked about this because she kind of I was shocked at kind of some of the clarity because she said yeah everybody was wondering because he missed training camp for like 11 days then came into that weird press conference and everybody was like where were you and he was like "Uh, I'm 45 years old there's a lot of shit going on oh "Oh, okay okay." and it's like (laughs) for asking Thomas I'm gonna start doing cocking that attitude at work Uh, I've got a lot going on so yeah. back off. <laughs> Got a lot going on. And I think that that almost made people more curious because every time someone asked him why he missed the preseason or what what the hell's going on, like he always was kind of like, "Well, you know, like why are you asking me?" And it's like, "Well, we mm-hmm. want to know." And then you, yeah, you and then like yeah, there had, everyone. Yeah, then there had been the drama about him retiring and unretiring in the family, and then yeah, her in the interview, she was saying like she was said like you know i want him to follow his passion i support him what brings him joy but like i step back from my career to raise our family and stuff I w- and she said i wish he was more present i wish he was so i think she feels kind of conflicted at least according to the interview like wants to support her husband but is also like well i saw like i think it was someone like because you know there's been lots of tweets and funny like memes about this but someone being like she married him thinking he'd be playing probably for like 10 more years or i don't yeah. know like not much longer and yeah. now here he is like literally defying the odds of the human body and like doing mm-hmm. things that it's just like, well, how much longer do you need to play, sir? And yeah, mm-hmm. like at some point, because we have seen the things that have come out about these football players, brain injuries and things it does to them just in all sorts of ways, both, both physically and mentally. And you've got these young children and you've got this family, you've accomplished it all. Like, what more do you need? You're, yeah. art, you're the greatest of all time. Like, truly, like, what is it? What is it that you're still chasing? And you I won know. the Super Bowl, like, last year, the year before. Like, it was, that was the perfect time to be like, goodbye. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Like, yeah. now you're, you're probably proved- going to go out not on as high a level. It is yeah. selfish. And like when, when, he, when he went yeah. to, you know, the Bucs and then won that Super Bowl, it's like, you proved to the world that it wasn't just Belichick that was, you know, behind you, that you could, that you could win the, the Super Bowl, just you without, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me, but, but I think I'm like, it would be hard to I like, kind of understand it mm-hmm. because I imagine he was playing that, you know, I mean, he's obviously has been playing it his entire life. And like, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but at some point, gonna you got to stop. You have yeah. to stop at some point. It is going to be a big life change for him. And I'm sure it was very difficult when he said he retired and then just goes home. And is like, I mean, we're not just, it's not like he just left football and goes home and sits all the time. Like he owns a bunch of other businesses and all that stuff. And I'm sure he's very busy still, but, and of course people saying, of course, he'll be one of the highest paid analysts on some NFL, you know, <laughs> programming, of course, but it's not like he'll just be sitting at home, but yeah, talk about that's, Having the football regimented lifestyle and for him on like crack cocaine, the level of regiment, and then to just have to like give that up. Like, I'm sure that was hard, but yeah, you're right. It's like, at some point it's like, sir, sir, you got to adjust. We all have to adjust at some point. 
Yeah. He does look like he's had that buccal fat removal though. Right? Yeah. Like 100%. His, like the, yeah. <laughs> like the, sorry, like, of cheeks or something. He's like a touch of that and like a little, a little Kybella, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't need it before, but it's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah they're showing us a photo of him from a press conference this week. The sunken inness. I'm like, is yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I think the the it tweet, looks it looks like one of those weird skeletons that people hang outside their homes for Halloween. Yeah, the tweet mm-hmm. with that says, "I think Tom Brady might be dying before our eyes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, yeah. I mean, I I hope he's not, but. You know, like this guy says, I'm just reading tweets now. Tony Stark quit being Iron Man in like four separate movies. And every summer he was right back until it killed him. That lady got to realize Tom Brady dying on that field. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. He's going to be like, they'll have to kill me. If what is the the TikTok audio and from Ozark, if you want to stop me, you're going to have to fucking kill me. (laughs) Oh, oh, this is a topical tweet. Adam Levine married to a supermodel and cheating with an IG model. Tom Brady choosing football over retiring with his family. Where do men get the audacity when they've been so blessed? (laughs) So true. So true. You know what? I need a podcast that's Bahati and Giselle. Bahati and Bahati and Bunchen. That's the name of the podcast. I've already written it for you. Okay. And they will just spill. I mean, it just, just goes to show that even at all levels, all men have is audacity. That's all they have. Yeah. Road That's all they have. That's all they have. Speaking of men who that have audacity, uh, we got to talk about the Real Housewives drama that's just come out that everyone I've seen a lot of funny tweets about is, and I never know how to say their last name. Shannon, is it Bador? Bador. Okay, Bajor, her ex-husband, the one that yeah, was heavily chronicled on the show. He's now getting divorced again. Yeah, so he was so he um was married to this um woman named Leslie, and um who was like significantly younger than him, and like I don't know, it was just like a really sus thing overall. Um, and they were only married, they were married for um like just shy of two years and apparently according to TMZ um the the reason for the the divorce is um irreconcilable differences and he um David Bedore lists the date of separation as September 15th oh god you're gonna say September 11th and that I know I'm not prepared too soon too soon and that is the yeah. same day oh, he sure. filed which is interesting okay oh so he lists the date of separation the same day he filed. so wow shit hit the fan that day he's like that is it yes oh my god i totally forgot about this they oh my god this is wild they have a 19 month old daughter oh <gasps> no named sumner Oh, and a, and a love. also too soon. And love. That what? named what? Anna love. Anna Love. Oh God. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, sure, beautiful. All God's children. I, um, yeah. uh, 
Wow. You hate that. You know, I didn't realize you that do. You do. You hate it. You hate that. You hate that name. And <laughs> hate it. But just get that out there. So, you know, uh, yeah, if, if y'all still haven't listened to that Root of Evil podcast, if you want to laugh over some names. Uh, oh, the names are out of control. Yeah. And you're right. I actually just jumping back on that for a second. It, there was a point where I was like, uh, this is simply too much. I've yes. got to move on and do something different right now. Yes. Listen to this. Yeah. It was heavy, heavy. So you, have you both listened to it? I've listened. I haven't finished it. I've listened to most yeah. of it. Yeah. So I had to- I've listened to this to like three episodes, but it's, it's good. And but- once you make it through the whole thing, you're like, okay, this is very satisfying, but there are three brothers in it, everyone. And if this doesn't make you listen to it, I don't know what will their names are peace, love, and joy. <laughs> <laughs> when they first start talking, well, you know what? I, um, the way I downloaded that podcast for some reason, and I don't know why this would have happened. Um, because honestly they changed the I, uh, the, um, the podcast app on iTunes, like a couple years ago. And I feel like it's never been the same since. Like mm-hmm. I, I just had no, a system and yeah. it's just a mess. But so I downloaded that podcast and it played the very last episode first. And that's the episode where like, it's all the siblings together talking. Yeah, and so I had no context for like their <laughs> names or anything. And I was like, what in the hell is going like, on? Yeah, the names are truly psychotic, even after, like, I never got used to them. Um, yeah, so I still highly recommend it, everyone. It is, a, it's a toughie to listen to, as Claire said, and that's was kind of my warning. It's tough to listen to, but yeah, the name, not a peace, love, and joy were the tip of the iceberg when it came to weird names yeah. on the show. Uh, yeah, just keeps like, going. What? They're honestly the most normal, I would say. Of, uh, yeah, and then people with the same name. Anyway, Root of Evil podcast, well-produced, but yeah, viewer warning in a way. Um, anyway. Okay, um, so what's his name? The door is getting divorced. Yes, I, I don't know. I um, I don't. Also, really a career like, scumbag. Yeah, like yes. he's just kind of like a like he was a scumbag on the show um, to Shannon and like um, I think she uh, Shannon kind of has lunatic tendencies. Sure. Um, and I think those tendencies were just escalated. Um when while she was in her marriage to David so Mm -hmm. they were just not a great pair um but yeah he like Claire said he's just like kind of a career scumbag so this isn't totally surprising it's just very entertaining and um also it should be noted that they're currently uh taping Real Housewives of Orange County that Shannon is still on and Tamara is back on it this season. So I cannot wait to hear what uh, those two nut jobs have to say. Like, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm just glad that this news broke while they're still filming so we can like watch her reaction because I'm sure it's going to be like, they're going to like kind of giggle about it. Like they've got, you know, she's going to be like, oh, I to hear this. Yeah, right. And of course they're filming. I'm not surprised. Right? The whole thing, honestly. Like, get get Andy Cohen on the case for anything. I mean, the only person who's better at dropping Easter eggs and always happens to be filming and recording at the same time is Taylor Swift. If Taylor Swift and Andy Cohen were the president and vice presidential candidates, guys, they're the best hope we have. <laughs> they they honestly are. They're, they're the most 
they're always thinking, they're always scheming, they're always they're doing always something. And I'm like, how they're always like, this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, always. Oh, okay. Um, and then Trudeau, obviously, we laughed about Trudeau off the top, which, yeah, oh, honey, hunty, um, give it up for Bohemian Rhapsody. But yeah, this week, obviously, you know, we felt that we needed to mention it, you know, it was obviously all the, um, funeral services for queen elizabeth you know did you guys watch or have you guys been watching a ton of it i have yeah i've I've definitely been keeping up with it um yeah yeah i mean i cannot believe the amount of time people have waited in line to see her casket i know <laughs> did and you did- see um david beckham yes was in line. oh yeah yeah i mean just what a wonderful woman we felt that we needed to mention it but yeah just what a wonderful woman 70 years like it's just crazy to wrap your head around and then just to see the tributes and the loveliness in which a the family has come together and we all know all the drama within that family um and then just the country and everything just such a wonderful goodbye and it's just nice for me at least just reading and learning about her life because I feel like there's been so many articles posted it's like oh my gosh she did that and putting it in perspective how long 70 years is that I, she I know through so much through so much what I think I read an article the other day that said like what she had she met like 13 or 14 U.S. president presidents that's how many yeah. she saw during her reign that's crazy come and go darling come and go I'll see right. think about mm-hmm. how many wars she's yeah reigned in mm-hmm. yeah. it's just crazy so and then you know the drama which is on brand with this podcast I feel like we've all been looking forward to or wanting to discuss and stuff but I think it was nice none of the attention was on that at least in major outlets that I saw was any of the Harry Meghan Will Kate drama I feel like the only thing I saw was people saying like how nice it is that they're all together how nice it is that they're all with the family and that everyone is together um but I just of course fly on the wall wonder how all that's been <laughs> I'm like, I know you I have know. to wonder I what mean- the interactions have been like what <laughs> And you have to hope maybe this leads to some good progress in the family. Um, But yeah, it had to have been awkward. I saw that there was some like royal events that was happening, but then um, Harry and Meghan couldn't go because they aren't a part of the firm anymore, like officially, since they dropped their titles. Oh, huh. Was very interesting. So it's... like and I don't know if that's just like protocol or if that was like kind of an excuse to not have them there I don't know but I um yeah like you said I I do hope that there's some sort of healing uh, moving forward healing constructive conversations something because I think at this point everybody feels slighted um for one reason or another, obviously Harry and Megan have detailed what happened and how Megan was mistreated and the absolutely unfair ways things were handled on their behalf. And then now his family definitely seems to feel like Harry and Megan, you know, put their family on blast on television. So they're slighted. So hopefully yeah. they've been able to at least have some good healing conversations but also like these are white protestant british people who like bury emotions and Mm -hmm. keep strong and carry on you know so i don't know i don't know i can't say for sure that they are doing that but i you want to hope that maybe and of course 
Jacqueline and I kind of talked about it the last time, like, you know, in it's times like these that families do kind of come together or you realize yeah. like we need to put aside our differences. Life is short or really long if you're the queen of England. Yeah. Um, yeah but, um, yeah. And then there's also been, if y'all seen the videos and everything of like Charles getting aggravated with the pens. Oh, loved like- it. Loved it. I was like, Charles, <laughs> hunty. There are cameras everywhere. <laughs> Wait, you are blowing this. You are you blowing see, this. Did you see the video of um of Charlotte being like smile? Like he was, she was like bossing Charles. Oh, around. George Ron, she's like, you have George. To George. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to bow after this. And yeah, She's it, done that. I love her. I just feel like she is a just a boss ass bitch. I know. I know. I don't I even want to eat six. Like girls, he's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, and then, of course, I mean, this is so, but like the fashion. I've been dying over Kate and Megan's looks every day, everything, event that's gone on. I'm like, what are they wearing? They the chicest in black. The chicest in black today is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I wonder, especially like Megan, because, you know, Kate, I, I think, you know, I think she has a stylist, doesn't she? Or at least works I'm with sure. I think she has stylists. Oh, and I'm sure they all do like that. And, you know, she obviously has like, you know, the secret line to designers in that area if she needs outfits but I'm like they had to have a ton of clearly custom tailored outfits for all these events but then Megan too I'm like they had to not only she had to get all these outfits together that fit well and look good she's going to be on camera and for so many events and they had to fly over from the United States I'm just like that was my thing I'm like how did she get all these outfits together surely she had to have help I don't know that was like what I was thinking I know I've thought about those logistics too and then like just with like the simple logistics of obviously she and Harry were there on a trip, but like they were planning on staying, I don't think this long. And so like, just how you yeah, yeah get more clothes and, and their children are back home. And like, how are they feeling about that? And- oh, I don't think I thought about that. So they were already there. I think I thought they flew there or no, they did. They flew there to see the queen. They flew there when she was sold. They were out of, they were in the UK for like some engagements they had to be there with. And then the queen oh. fell ill or was doing poorly. And so they were, and that's when Harry went, Megan didn't go, you know, it was that whole thing. And mm-hmm. then, um, and so now they've just been there ever since. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. yeah. They didn't okay. go over there. Yeah because of the queen they went over there because yeah. they had other events that they were going okay, it was like gonna, okay. the, was that the Invictus Games no I don't know no it was something else no it was something it yeah was something that logistics else. like they would have to have help it's not like yeah. Megan could be like yeah. okay I didn't bring enough yeah like the, the kids are still in America I believe they haven't said that yeah. they flew them over there which is just wild for everyone involved it yeah. is oh gosh I didn't even think about that at all yeah I guess I had missed the part where they were already over there. I thought they had flown over but even if they had flown over to see the queen when she got ill that was a long time ago now yeah so so I saw the- some Instagram account and I can't remember which one it is I, I'll have to look and like send it to you guys but there was an Instagram account um earlier that had been comparing all like the dresses that Kate and um Megan were wearing and they were basically black versions of dresses that they had worn like other times and like both of them were wearing a dress like at some point this week you know where that that they had worn to like the jubilee and like different I noticed colors. a lot of Kate's I've, I'd recognize the style she had that it looked like things she's worn in other colors yeah so I I wonder okay. if like they just like like as sick as it sounds like I literally wonder 
And I'm sure like the firm it has that where they have like a certain amount of, you know, black attire to wear in case something like this were to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I know yeah. they, it's like protocol that they always have to travel with something black. In case, that's right. Because, mm-hmm. because that's what happened with Elizabeth when she was on vacation holiday when her father oh. died. That's yeah. right. And wow. so they had to make sure she had something black to wear. And then that became like protocol to always travel with a black garment. Wow. That's morbid, but good planning. Yeah. You don't want to get caught in a, like a bright red dress after your the queen just died. How very Bohemian Rhapsody of you. Oh, Galileo, Galileo. Galileo, Galileo. Jeez. Um, okay. Well, um, should we pop into self-care and favorite things? Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Actually, before we do that real quick, I do have one podcast recommendation that I do want to toss out because I am listening to it right now. And I feel like the similarities between it and the Adnan Syed. Have you guys listened to Suspect? No. What's that? New podcast from Wondery, which Wondery is that podcast network that every podcast they do is so good. Even just the Wondery, their intro. It is called Suspect. And it's about a 2008 murder at an apartment complex in Seattle at a Halloween party. And is um, the, anyway, so I'm listening to it right now. I have one episode left. Um, the, tr- the murder was in 2008. It did not go to trial until 2017. And, wow. but the suspect sat in the accused sat in jail that whole time. Wow. They charged him, they charged him in 2009 and did not take it to trial till 2017. So even if he is or was found innocent, I don't want to spoil it. He sat in jail for eight years. Wow. It took them that long between officially charging him and actually taking it to trial. And it's how called that leap. Like, how, well, I know. I'm going to listen. Yeah. yeah listen to it, but anyway, all right. It's really good. So if you're looking for a true crime podcast that truly has a lot of similarities as far as evidence and accusations and not looking at other suspects or maybe not zeroing in or whatever, um, it's about a young woman who was murdered in her apartment in seattle in uh yeah 2008 um so not that too adding it now yes suspect on Wondery. um really really well done and yeah just i was going to recommend it anyway but then on this ad on syed stuff i was just like wow the similarities of you know yeah just the way the case is kind of gone so check it out if you want to um yeah, suspect. What? Okay. Um, if you're looking, okay, so I'll add on really quick. If you're looking for TV recommendations, um, Selling Sunset OC, or I guess Selling OC um, on Netflix was pretty good. There's only a few episodes. Um, it's pretty good. I highly recommend everyone watching. Um, I can do maybe like a recap next week. And then another movie I watched that a lot of people have been talking about um it's called do revenge on netflix i watched it last night it's really good um it's kind of giving like every summer after but like that that. kind of like vibe um like it's like high school drama but it's with camilla mendez um she has i don't know it's it's really good i highly recommend it's only like it's like an hour and a half it's not that bad so it's an easy commitment um and then another thing i haven't watched yet but i'm i plan on watching is 
Love is Blind, they have added a couple episodes to this latest season that are called Love is Blind after the altar. And I'm very excited to watch those. Haven't watched yet, but I'm going to, and I will talk about it next week. Hey, okay. All right, let's jump into our weekly favorite thing and self cares. Um, I'll kick us off this week. And my favorite thing is a stupid thing. My favorite thing this week is being tan. Yes, <laughs> well, being tan is great. It's so great. And I forget how lovely it is. Like, so I went on my family vacation to the beach last week and my family, we started going on our family vacation in September, maybe five to eight years ago. We just, it kind of worked out best schedules for everybody because our summers got so crazy. And as we've all, my siblings and I've all become adults, it's just hard to coordinate schedules. So September always seemed to work best for us. And so we go at the end of the summer, guys, if you have the opportunity to go on vacation at the end of the summer, or even just a weekend trip, the tan level you can get if you've been on the lake beach pool throughout the summer and then you get that one final long week mm. where you're in the sun. I came back, even I was shook at how tan I got and the joy it brought my soul. Like being tan. Oh, I saw you and I yeah. was like, um, ma'am. Yeah, Jackson told me she was like, You are so dark. She was like, yeah, I never seen it. I was like, You're so tan. Like, I know my I love tan feet. Like, there's just something about it. Like, I know it's not great for your skin. I, I, I go to the dermatologist just every year. I wear sunscreen, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but I also I love being tan. And I just wanted to recommend if you need if you plan a late summer trip, I highly recommend it and just love the vibes. Like it's just it makes me just feel good. I feel fitter. It's weird. <laughs> um, I feel I just no, I, tan skin looks better than flabby white skin. It, it does. Um, it's like I've so, always yeah. said, if you can't tone it, tan it. So right. exactly. And so I just I feel fitter. I feel cuter. I feel prettier. I feel happier. I feel I don't know. I just love being tan so much, and I haven't been this dark for some reason. I I don't know, or else it's just been since last September. So I was like, my favorite thing this week is being tan, and now of course I stare at my skin every day, and I'm like. Stay, darling. Don't get white again. <laughs> Please. I wish. And then actually, this is kind of a funny turn, but truly it is due to hormones, according to my doctor, more than anything. I just bought that muesli skincare, that like Instagram famous prescription skincare you can get online to help treat my melasma, which can be caused by sun use. But for me, it's not, it does make it worse, but it's hormonal, like especially if you're on birth control or things like that. Um, and it's skin darkening. And mine is, I have some skin darkening and like dark patches on my face that is due to hormones that the sun makes worse. And so that is my self-care is that I finally purchased that. My, one of my friends, and you guys know her as well, my friend Casey, um, she got it and she had pretty bad melasma as well. And it has changed her skin. And so I mentioned a while back, I had gotten hydroquinone, which is a treatment through a skincare place here in Lexington. Um, I've enjoyed it, but I kind of wanted to turn it up a notch. And I guess they can only prescribe up to 4%. Well, this muesli can prescribe up to 12% hydroquinone. So Casey was like, it has changed my skin. And I just look at her before and afters. It's crazy. And so I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. So it's in the mail. It should be here like tomorrow or the next day. And I'm very excited to try it because I'm very self-conscious about my, especially in the summer because melasma, the skin darkening, even though I wear sunscreen all day, every day, it has still gotten darker by the end of the summer. And yeah, I'm just very self-conscious about it. So I'm kind of trying to be very conscientious about doing it. So I will report back on if it works. It's Muesli, M-U-S-E-L-Y. You've probably seen their ads on Instagram, but according to my friend and all their reviews, it really works. So. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I've seen their ads, but I I don't, I guess I just didn't know anyone that uh, tried it. So yeah, I didn't either. So I was always kind of like, man, but then yeah, she was like, no, it's 12%. Like it's, it's good stuff. So yeah. Anyway, that's one thing. 
Claire? Um, okay. My uh, favorite thing is my new perfume that I finally got. I had been wanting to buy a new perfume and I finally bought the Glossier perfume called You. And okay. it, I was nervous to buy it. Um, I've like sampled a lot of different perfumes and just could not find anything that I liked. I don't know why I was being picky. I was just hard. And I kept going back to, sorry, I thought I heard a knock on my door, but I think it was my ice maker. Um, I kept going back to this Glossier perfume because I really liked the description of it. I was like, I feel like this is all the scents I'm looking for, but I couldn't get a sample of it because Glossier, I don't have a store here in Dallas. Um, and so you can only buy online. And so I took the plunge and I got it and it arrived on Saturday, I think. And I love it. It's just like, it smells so good. It's exactly what I wanted. I really enjoy it. And it's just been a long time since I've had a perfume that I've really enjoyed. And I like, I just like having a scent. I, I read the other day that like the signature scent is out and it's all about like rotating, um, different fragrances for different reasons. And I mean, I'm just like trying to smell good every now and then. So this is going to work for me now. Um, but Glossier, you, they say it's, it's supposed to smell different on every person, which I think perfumes perfumes kind of do. So that's like the gimmick part of this, or that's like their selling point, but really I just like the smell of it. Um, so I'm thankful it was a good purchase and that I like it. And now I can move on, on my scent journey. Um, my self-care. And I feel like this might have been, I can't remember if this was a self-care before because I definitely meant to make it one before, or I thought about it. So this is either a repeat for me or brand new, but if it is a repeat, this is like to the extreme is um, being vulnerable because I finally like really, um, got super vulnerable at work the other day. It was probably like coming up on three weeks ago. Now I went into work, just like bound and determined to get invited to go to a happy hour. I was like, I need friends so bad. I'm going to lose it. Like I just, that, that whole week leading up to it, I was like, I need plans. I'm so tired of not having friends. And like, especially in this office yeah. when there's so many people, I don't freaking understand it. Yeah. And so I finally went to like the people who like, I'm the closest to who are quite a bit older than me and like married established, not looking to go to a happy hour and not like out about out and about, but like is everybody's boss. And I finally was just like, I have no friends and I really, I need friends and I don't know how to make them. I don't know why I don't have friends at this office. Like I'm not disliked and I have people I'm friends with, but like no one I could hang out with. And so they started to help me a little bit and they were like a couple of them were trying to like introduce me to different people yada, yada, yada. And so that was working out. Um, and then I, eventually this one girl came up and talked to me and she did tell me, um, that I am an undesirable person to spend time with because of my position, like of my, like my, my job. Um, and I was like, okay, that, okay. That hurt less than I thought it was going to. I was like, like, I'm going to fight a bitch. I I, mean, Jacqueline and I both just sat up like, excuse me. It was, I was like, excuse me, I'll fly down right now and fight us. <laughs> it, it, it was not, it did not feel good in the moment. I mean, like I sat there and took it like a champ. I was like, wow. Okay. Wait, but sorry, um, we kind of cut you off. So she said undesirable because of your job, because you, of your actual position. Basically because 
I think there's just like a lot of misconceptions. Oh, and I think like the history of my position, the people who've done my job have not been yeah. like the coolest, the greatest, the whateverest. They haven't been me essentially. And yeah. who is like fun, cool, friendly, great. trustworthy, like just like not a, not a snitch, not like standoffish, whatever. And, um, so like in their defense, like that's what they expect from a person in my position. And so I told her, I was like, Hey, not my favorite thing I've ever been told, but I'm glad to know it. I was like, this is good information. Yeah. Um, I'm absorbing it and I want to change your mind. Uh, and so then I like started to kind of explain, like make my case and whatever. And so on my behalf, she and another girl have planned a happy hour on September 30th. So it's been like weeks away and like so many people are coming and they're joking that it's like my make a wish. Like it's like my, (laughs) like Claire really needs this. Like she's not doing well. And if we don't do this happy hour, she may never get another happy hour. And so I'm just hoping this is a really like a good start to something. And I've just been like, like I've mentioned before, when I first moved here, I was like really putting myself out there and I did for a while. And I think it just got, I don't know. It was just kind of like, I got burned out on it or just, I needed mm-hmm. to refocus my energy. Well, I'm back to yeah, like, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. So I'm back to like fully committing myself and, um, it's paid off to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing this because I need to do it. This is my life. I have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable again. And so it's self-care that has been at times uncomfortable, but it's, it's that. So anyway, I'll keep you updated well, after the September you. 30th. Happens. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. You guys, if, been, if I don't make friends after that, I'm going to be devastated. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes. No, I know. Okay. Now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so proud of you for still putting yourself out there. It's been hard, but, and I'm proud. I wanted to punch that girl immediately and call her bitch and step over her body, but that's my MO, you know. Um, but uh, now that for the context, I'm glad that she shared that with you. That was tough. And maybe you needed to hear that because, but again, that's not your fault. It wasn't personal. Like that makes sense. People in your position, if they've not been cool, then they're going to assume like, oh, right. Well, and yeah, so it's funny context. Yeah. And the next day I had actually, I was walking her offices on a different floor from mine and I was having to walk by it. And I was like, you know, if she's in there, I'm going to walk in there and just go boo, or just like say hi to her or something. And I walked yeah. in there and there were all these other girls in the office who I've seen. And I'm like, I would like to be their friend. And she goes, Oh, come in here. We were just talking about you. And they were like, Oh my God, we can't believe she told that to you. Like what? Like they they were like dragging her. They're like, that's, you can't oh, say that to a person. And a yeah. couple of them were like, we don't think that. So it was starting to feel like progress is being made. So hopefully. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Nothing's truly come of it, but you know, I'll take okay. what I can do. Hey, a planned happy hours come of it. And a lot of people are attending. I know that's because that's- I, I think they all think I'm on the edge. So like, <laughs> They don't want a lawsuit on their hands. There's Make-A-Wish going right now. I know. I know. So, well, I think that is good and I'm excited for you. Thank you, Jacqueline. I can't wait to podcast after to hear about how your Make-A-Wish went. What? I may never show up again. I'm going to have such a busy social life, you know. That's right. We'll have time. Dang. You'll cancel on us all the time then. That's right. 
Um, so my favorite thing this week, um, and you know, I had typed this, uh, yesterday and I guess today it's not really relevant because it was hot today, but, um, my favorite thing lately has been biker shorts and, um, an oversized sweatshirt. I'm just going full princess Diana. On I was going to say, oh yeah. Um, it is, I love it so much. I'm always cold. It's like, I love wearing a sweatshirt, but I'm also hot weirdly at the same time. I don't know. Like, it's just a weird, but that temperature mix is the perfect, it's it the is. perfect area to be covered and to not yes. be covered. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love the look. I will never buy a sweatshirt that fits me perfectly literally ever again. Um, <laughs> so. Big sweatshirts only. Biker shorts only. Princess uh-huh. Diana walked so we could run. That's uh-huh. who she sure did. Mm-hmm. And I think she. No, I love it. I've I've checked on here before. Like I've become obsessed with biker shorts, especially now as the weather's starting to change. Oh yeah, Jacqueline, I feel you 100. The sweatshirts. Oh, it's just the perfect. It's the perfect temperature regulation, and it looks yeah, cute. Totally. Yeah, and it's just so comfortable. I can't Where wait to get bike to shorts. your biker yeah. shorts. Yeah, tell us. Um. So I have. Or do you have some favorites? Um, so I have two pairs I've got, I previously have gotten from Amazon and I like those. They're comfortable, but they don't have the, um, they're not like that, like spandex. Like, I don't know oh, how okay. to, I don't know how to explain them, but they're not like that. Um, like they don't hold you in, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. Without, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that kind of material, but like, like there's no tucking in the stomach or anything. It just like sits, but those oh, are nice. Okay. If I'm just like lounging or, you know, yeah. whatever, but, um, those are comfortable. I don't know. I love Fabletics and, um, over the past like few years, I've gotten biker shorts from there. And I think those are like the best ones. I okay. prefer of them, the power hold line mm-hmm. um okay. I think those are my favorite leggings and yeah those like, are good oh. I've had those from Fabletics before the power hold yeah it's like a good material it's it's not like a material if you're wearing the shorts or even the full legging where if it's really hot out and you're sweating a lot like you'll feel like oh my god I have to get these off of me um it's breathable, but then I don't, yeah, I don't know how to, but that it like really sucks you in. Yeah. Which I love that feeling. Love yeah, that feeling. Same. It's a good man. Yeah. Some, stuff I love- some stuff doesn't do anything. So you're kind of like, me. <laughs> oh, I need, yeah, I need exactly. the support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely need like the support too. And even if I don't need it, I just like to know mentally that it's there. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Okay. What's um, self-care? What do you take care of? So Jacqueline? my self-care I don't know. I really honestly like haven't really been, I don't know. I wasn't really sure what to put here this week, but, um, I, for a little bit there, I was kind of not reading as much, but I've been reading a lot, um, lately. And I finished two books over the weekend. Okay. Well, you are an average, I bet you're a quick reader though. Like actual like speed read. Like you, you pretty much blow through it, which is good. Yeah. If like, if I want to, I can sit down and finish a book in like a couple hours. 
I wish I could. I cannot. I don't know how much it was. Like if it was like a good book, like it's like a good page turner, I can totally like go through it. Part of the reason is, yeah, I just don't have the time, but also secondly, like I get attached to characters and I don't want it to be over. So I'll purposely only read like, oh, I'm the one where it's like, I have to know how it ends. And I'm like, I cannot put it down. Um, But yeah, so I am reading this book right now. It's called The Agathas. Um, It's really good. It Let us know what you think when you finish it in 15 minutes. Okay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I want 70%. So knowing me, I'll probably finish it tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's Tuesday. So like by the time this posts, I'll be done. I'll be done with this book. But so far it is so good. It's another one of um, the teenager solving crime, which is um, probably one of my favorite genres. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. That sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted. Very good. Well, all right. Okay, Don't forget to follow us on us. Instagram and Twitter at the A Block Pod or email us at the A Block Pod at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, holla at your girls. Tell, from you. Tell us how you decided on your baby's name. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. a good idea. We'd love to know. We'd love all to right. know. And let well, us know if you've been having an affair with Adam Levine. We'd love to know that as well. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> love you, girls. Love all you listeners. Have a great day. Take care of yourself. T-T-Y-L. Love you. T-T-Y-L. T-T-Y-L.